0: And away we- Bing, bang. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 19 of the Paddock Talk podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Scott. And it's another one of those long breaks for us. We seem to have so many of Scott.
1: Work man. I'm telling you it's the shits. Like honestly it is literally just trying to uh... it's just the worst is trying to You know, get our uh, schedules to match up the last few weeks. But we're back and better than ever, baby.
0: Yep. And uh, so this episode, we're going to be going over the Singapore Grand Prix that happened last week and then previewing the Japanese Grand Prix that's happening this weekend, which FP1 is happening as we speak or as we record.
1: As we speak. Ten minutes left in FP1.
0: So, yeah, let's just jump right into the standings from Singapore.
1: Oh. Um, So, not classified for the second straight race. At least he got almost a whole lap into it. Uh, Yuki Sonoda, Esteban Ocon, not classified, 19th. Valtteri Bottas, not classified, in 17th. And our boy George Russell, last, did not finish. Uh, We'll get into why he finished last of the finishing runners. Uh, 15th, Elplan, Fernando Alonso, Logie Bear, Logan Sargent, into 14th. Nico Hülkenberg, 13th. Joghwan Yu, 12th. And Alexander Elbon
0: finished 11th. Then we had Kevin Magnussen in 10th. Liam Lawson up in 9th. Checo Perez in 8th. Oscar Piastri in 7th. Pierre Gasly in 6th. Max Verstappen in 5th. Charles Leclerc in 4th. Lewis Hamilton in 3rd. And we had Carlando on the top two steps of the podium, baby. Lando Norris in 2nd. And Carlos in 1st. Scott. Did you hear the excitement when I got the same master Stappen in fifth place?
1: <laughs> I did. I picked it up just a little bit. But yeah, like, just a wow factor. This car has been so dominant. And as soon as they unloaded it off the truck Friday for FP1, it's a shit it box. Like, they could not get that car to hook up worth a damn. And I got to thinking, ah, maybe it's just a little bit of coy play, but FP2 hit, FP3 hit, qualifying hit, and it was just horrible. Like, this dominant, unbeatable car looked, immortal, looked mortal for once.
0: Yeah, it was uh, really exciting to see, and it's it's kind of made you think about the season a little bit. Like, if we haven't had Red Bull so dominant, would every single race this season be exciting? Because aside from them, every other car is pretty close. And Oh,
1: agreed. Uh, yeah.
0: No, and like you said, like it, the second they got to Singapore, it just seemed like that car was not going to be good at all.
1: But, yeah, uh, I d- definitely did not make a race of it with them. Uh, they, they tried a little uh, coy strategy. I think they both started on hard tires to to finish uh, on the softer tires, if I'm not mistaken, the mediums. Uh, I mean, just to see Red Bull not going with the prime strategy is just weird. Like, nor- this is not them. They're normally setting the, setting the tone, but they're just off on the wrong foot. But watching FP1 right now, it looks like at least Max Verstappen, can, I can say, has found his footing and is just so much faster than the Ferraris.
0: Yeah, and like you said, with the strategy, uh, they talked to Christian Horner after the race, and you know when that safety car came out during the race, they, I think, were the only team to not pit, and it ended up kind of screwing them, and he mentioned after the race, their strategy involved hoping for a safety car, but it was either early or late. Where it happened was kind of, that's where it kind of screwed them, and yeah, Red Bull has not made a strategy decision like this in two years.
1: Yeah, it's like honestly, they actually got a strategist from Ferrari. M- maybe, maybe Ferrari sent a couple strategists and dressed them up in Red Bull gear, and they were calling the plays from behind the pit box, and that's what screwed them over.
0: Hmm. Yeah, another. I know uh, another disappointed. Uh, I, I was really disappointed in Fernando and Aston Martin at Singapore. Obviously, Lance. You might have not heard Scott mention his name in the standings. Didn't even start the race because he had a very large crash in qualifying, I think.
1: Yeah, it was uh, qualifying.
0: Yeah. And Fernando Alonso early in the race broke his front left suspension. And then as he was going into the pits, drove over the like just the outside of the line and got a five second penalty for that and probably hurt the car a little bit more. So just a terrible weekend from Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso.
1: Oh, it's just horrible. Uh, just horrible. But I think the real bad one was George Russell finishing last of the running cars going into the last lap. He was third. (laughs) He was in third place fighting for second place and just bend it. Just literally bend the car. Uh, he went for the gap and he he found it, (laughs) uh, into the tire wall. I just feel bad because both those Mercedes were just catching, catching Carlando. And just to end it like that was just awful.
0: I agree. Yeah. And even Lando said that he, I think touched that corner as well a little bit, but not as much as uh, George did. Obviously
1: he did. He grazed it, but George just grazed it a tad bit more. And if you just see the suspension just break and go? And he, He was just a passenger.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I I think it has to be the most exciting Grand Prix of the season so far. Just the way Carlos defended all race and Red Bull not dominating.
1: Oh, hands down for sure. Uh, I just loved in the radio messages, Lando, 0.8 seconds behind, he is in DRS. That is the plan. Like, the bromance is there. Like, he... Like Carlos is the smooth operator. He is the Ferrari strategist right now. Like if you let him set the strategy, things happen. Two back-to-back podiums. Uh, just phenomenal backing, backing Lando up into the two charging Mercedes to let them fight and lose time and lose their fresh rubber.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Fresh kiss, brilliant. Or chef's kiss, brilliant on it.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. Just looking at the top ten again here too. With uh, grid position and where they all finished, I think Kevin was the only one in the top ten to lose grid positions during the race. So, uh,
1: uh well, actually, uh, him and Hulkenberg were in Q3, so technically Hulkenberg lost more grid positions, but that was obviously outside the top ten.
0: Yeah, I think uh, everyone else but... did so.
1: But no, in the last one, I think we kind of glossed over a bit, but Liam Lawson, his first ever point in F1 uh, in his third race with one of, hands down, the worst cars on the grid. Phenomenal. like Just golf clap for him. He looks like he is running the Japanese Grand Prix, and then he's probably back to test and reserve driver.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's performed really well. I forgot he was from New Zealand. I thought he was Australian, so mm-hmm. that's my bad. Um, yeah, he's looked really good in that car. He's outperformed Yuki in all the races uh, this season he's been in. But that also, Ben Yuki's had been having a lot of bad luck lately. Oh. But, yeah. So, But I think we should uh, transition to some of the news we have, considering it involves Alpha AlphaTauri.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. Let's uh pray tell, please bring us into it.
0: Yeah, so AlphaTauri has announced their driver uh, lineup for next season. Or I guess they haven't announced it, but it's pretty uh everyone believes it's going to be Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo again next season. So, where does yep. Liam Lawson end up? Does he end up at AlphaTauri once Red Bull starts to make moves? Does he go back to reserve? Uh... So, yeah, they're supposedly going to
1: officially announce it here during the Japanese Grand Prix weekend. Um, Obviously, Yuki's going to stay because of the backing of Honda. He's he's got Honda backing, and they're still kind of sort of using Honda power units right now. Um, So, he obviously has a seat. But... It's looking like Danny Rick is going to stay with Alpha Tauri. Liam Lawson is going to, I guess, be a reserve, like be back to reserve driver. I, I don't know. There's no other seats available. We'll get to why in a minute. But looking right now, it's just Logan Sargent seats, the only one on the chopping block. Everybody else is signed up for at least another year or two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, uh, we'll get right into why there are no more seats. So because we've missed a couple episodes, we're going to announce, well, not we're announcing, but there have been a couple signings since the last time we've talked. So Zhou Guan Yu has uh, re-signed with Alpha Romeo for one season, so they've locked up their driver pairing for next season.
1: Yep. Uh, both Haas drivers, Kevin Magnuson and Nico Hulkenberg, have re-signed just one-year deals for next year.
0: And I think the biggest um, one of them all, Oscar Piastri, re-signed with McLaren for three more years following the Singapore Grand Prix. So McLaren's locked up their two young drivers for a decent amount now.
1: With their car now being this dominant too, like they're just, every race seems to be better and better and better with this young core. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it could be a force next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, considering, like, you know, we, we've we talked about it multiple times in the episode, but the first four races of the season, they were just nowhere to be found. And then, like, the car they're using now is the B-spec car they said they should have started with. So, yeah, I have high hopes for them going into next season, considering it is starting to wind down this season.
1: Oh, yeah, most teams are done with their upgrades, packaging, so we're getting into the dog or the, the end of days of the F1 season. Uh, they're going to start heading towards, oh, well, this way towards the states and North America, and yeah. So all their upgrades, everything is done. Most teams, this is what they're going to have for the rest of the year, unless you get the mo the little random upgrade that just hasn't finished up uh, development. But I mean, they're podium contenders week in and week out every race now. <laughs> but who who knows? Next year they can get it together if they're podium contenders now, they I'm not saying they're going to compete with Red Bull, but they're obviously competing with Mercedes and they're obviously competing with Mercedes and Ferrari mm-hmm. at the moment right now. So we'll maybe actually see Orlando Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri win next year.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I think everyone at the papaya factory is hoping for that. And uh, if every- that
1: happens, does Zach Brown get a tattoo like for lando norris
0: <laughs> yes you know he does and it's not just like uh like a cyril a bit of boo tattoo where it's just like the track it's like steve-o's tattoo of himself on his back but instead of steve-o's face it's lando's face on zach's back he loves lando that much <laughs> no
1: zach zach got yeah
0: uh, i thought the it was tattoo i thought it was cyril
1: maybe they both did but like uh brown got the the monza tattoo
0: Oh, okay, I might be getting it all mixed up. I'm pretty sure Cyril got one, but it didn't make Drive to Survive. We'll have to research that.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, we'll definitely have to find the tattoo, but yeah, it's definitely Lando doing this. It's actually Land it's a tattoo of Lando and Carlos high fiving each other. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. maybe it's a tattoo of Lando breaking one of Max's trophies.
0: Oh <laughs> uh-huh.
1: too soon. But yeah. Um the only two open seats that are kind of available for Liam Lawson, though, are... I was just going to say, I forgot Sargent, but also Lance Stroll, who, you know, he may be a tennis player by the end of the season. maybe be playing pro tennis, and he might not want to see it anymore.
0: Yeah, and he's talked about kind of retiring, and when you do look back at the season he's had this season it hasn't been the best you know started it bad with that broken wrist didn't perform in that aston martin when it was good and yeah hasn't started a race in the last two races or dnf'd in the last two races so who knows what his future is
1: oh yeah i'm um, sorry i'm just reading uh <laughs> uh the end of practice right here it's yuki and uh logan Sargent just jabber on each other yuki Screaming, cursing, calling Logan Sargent an idiot, and Sergeant being prim and proper, <laughs> calling Yuki an idiot. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> no, you're
0: good. Um, uh, I'm gonna. So the last couple stats I have is uh, Haas. They got their first point since Miami, which uh, you know whoop-de-do. we hate, we hated on Haas for a very long time, and I it was since Miami. You know, it was kind of deserved, but
1: <sighs> well, to be fair. This is our second episode since the end of the Spa, yeah, you know, Belgian Grand Prix. Uh, a third episode. I'm sorry. Uh, no, we still should hate him because it's only their freaking third. Po- uh, this is only their like Kevin Magnussen's third top ten of the season. Oh my god, your third top ten. What are you freaking Yuki Tsunoda? You're you're praising tenth place finishes. Uh, No, the car's a shitbox. Both of them were in Q3. Both of them showed promise in Singapore, and Hulkenberg was 13th out of 16 runners, and Kevin Magnussen barely held on for 10th place. I haven't shown any pity, or I haven't uh, gained any pity for them. I still think Haas is still a shitbox. And it's going to be sad when Alpha Tauri passes them, and they end up finishing ninth or last in. No, well, they'll probably end up being last in constructors because at least Williams has scored with Alexander or uh, with Alexander Albon. So mm-hmm. just shitboxes. boxes. Like I'm going to get happy. They're going to say, "Oh yeah, we've definitely worked on the car for next season," and they've done dick. They'll be good at Bahrain, and then just dick
0: hmm and also my last stat here is the first time in 301 days red bull hasn't won a race
1: <laughs> literally they have lost two races in 26 grand prix weekends the last non-red bull driver was george russell in brazil Incredible. And then before that, it was it was how it was Max Verstappen and uh, Checo Perez. How many times before that? Uh, Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah. Silverstone when Carlos won.
0: Yeah, just utter Red Bull domination the past two seasons.
1: It, it is literally yep, yeah, been the the opposite like Red Bull is the opposite of Haas in dominating. Except Red Bull's been dominating in a great car and. And uh, winning every seat, or every race, and Haas has been dominating and building a shit piece of a car uh, day in and day out. Week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I hadn't talked about Haas in a while. I had to get off the chest plate. No, it's good. It's good.
0: And I think I also you saw know, yeah, one of the Haas's in the uh, top five for a minute in the FP1 here in Japan.
1: And it's gone.
0: And it's gone.
1: <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... It was probably because they ran softs when everybody else was running the test tires, and then everybody else was like, ah oh, shit, let's run the let's run the softs. It was probably Hulkenberg, too because God forbid Kevin Magnussen actually produces anything on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday for that matter. <laughs> I just had to even look at it. Haas is eighth in the constructors at twelve points. Alpha Romero is ninth with ten points, and Tower is last with five points. Alpha Towery has been pointing at least. Alpha Romero's a Botas second place away from tying. <laughs> Getting into eighth place. Oh. oh my god, ninth. This is could be a ninth place, possibly tenth place constructors finish for Haas. But hey, it's okay they locked up their drivers for next season. It's the same freaking lineup as this year that has accomplished nothing. But they've <laughs> locked them up, so it's all great.
0: As everyone what you can did tell, to me, everything's good in Haasland. <laughs> look,
1: look what you did to me. You you wound up the freaking dancing bear, and now I'm just like, <laughs> Do you have any other stats or anything to that nature before? before just to get me off the Haas train?
0: No, that was it. I'm uh, I'm ready to get into Japan.
1: Oh, let's do it. Since we didn't get our predictions for last week's Singapore Grand Prix, and it's a good thing because the ones I had written down were were really just god-awful. I didn't even hit on a single one. Yeah, um, same here. Well, I guess I will start off for my last place um, guesstimation. You know what? The last... Well, I can't say last th- two Grand Prix he's finished last because technically Lance Stroll was last. But you know what? I think Yuki Tsunoda is going to finish last in the AlphaTauri at his home track, at Honda's home track. I think he uh, screws the pooch and wrecks into turn one. I think he, I think he actually makes it to the start-finish line to grid up and he wrecks out.
0: Uh yeah, so I I had Yuki Sonoda as well, and it's pretty much for every reason Scott just said. He's had such bad luck recently. Unfortunately, it's his home race and he's gonna end out early again.
1: Ooh. Interesting. Well, my third place. Don't get me wrong. I I think this is out on a limb, but I'm gonna go Sir Lewis Hamilton. I think he's been showing that he's been very, very consistent. And uh, I think I think Sir Lewis, he, he, he gets on the podium again. He gets the most out of that Mercedes.
0: I have uh, Fernando Alonso finishing third on the podium. I think Aston just had such a bad weekend last weekend. He's going to be super hungry to have some success in Japan.
1: Ooh, interesting. Um. Okay, I'm going for my second place driver. I'm gonna segue into this is gonna be a second straight race weekend without a win. I'm gonna go Max Verstappen finishing second.
0: Uh, I'm gonna have Carlos finishing second. I think. Uh, really. I think, yeah, I think he's gonna perform well again. I think he's. I think him having a taste of controlling the strategy. And winning, I think, is just going to drive him a little bit more. So, yeah, Carlos on second.
1: Interesting. Well, you had him second. You know, I got the smooth operator winning the Japanese Grand Prix. He is on a tear. Second place. First place. He's getting the most out of that Ferrari. And I think the smooth operator is going to go two in a row.
0: I think Max is going to have a bounce-back weekend, as much as it hurts me to say. I'm sure you can tell how much energy it just took to say that. But I think, you know, like we said earlier, Red Bull dominated, and then they lost to Brazil last season, and then they dominated until they lost at Singapore this season. So they don't... They were like the Tampa Bay the other year, you know? They never lost two in a row all season. Max and Red Bull aren't going to lose two races in a row.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Let me write that down. Wow. I mean, honestly, it's the same picks. Besides our our third place pick is totally different. Uh, interesting. Uh, funny story, by the way. I still have the constructors page pulled up on the F one app.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So the constructor standing it has both drivers for each team, like listed. But but Aston Martin it just has Fernando Alonso's name, no Lance Stroll. <laughs>
0: Oof. Oof.
1: Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) Poor Lance. Yeah. Well, I guess when you only contribute like five or six points for the whole season, I I guess that's what happens.
0: That's fair. And also very Uh, shocking with how good the asset Martin was earlier in the season. Tear falls down my face. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, you speaking of the constructors, actually Red Bull can win the constructors in Japan if they outscore Mercedes at all. And they avoid being outscored by Ferrari by 24 points. So, you know, it's all a matter of time before Red Bull wins the Constructors, but it can happen at Japan. It could have happened... I thought it could have happened at Singapore, but I guess not.
1: Um. Well, it could have happened at Singapore, but they would have had to, I think, finish first or second. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had to finish, like, first or second and then go to... Uh, like in Mercedes, finished like in the top, like outside the top five or something. Hmm. They're gonna lock up the constructors with one, two, three, four, five, six races remaining. Yeah, uh, th- is Verstappen even locked in for the drivers' championship?
0: Um, yeah, I th- he, I th- yeah, I
1: think he's ma I think Checo is technically mathematically ed- eligible for another couple races.
0: Yeah, I think he can also lock it up here in Japan as well. But that's Again,
1: again, because yeah, he locked it up last year in Japan. Yep. Uh I totally forgot because uh that wet weather short race because uh Charles uh got a five second penalty and finished like a, a position behind Checo. So like he didn't know until he didn't know he won the championship until they were doing the driver interviews. Yeah. Oh back to back Japanese grand prix announcements that you're the the world champion. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: What a place to win it um, in Japan. Love that place. I know,
1: right? So, I, I guess that's all I got written down. Is that everything you got?
0: Yeah, that's it, buddy.
1: Oh, wow. Well, sorry, guys, for the quick and short episode. Uh, I swear we won't take another three weeks upload. I will try my best not to. I'm. Um, Yay! few hours let's, crazy let's, yeah let's let's hope work uh doesn't really screw us over until we actually get paid for this and make it our full-time job but as always i really appreciate everybody from the bottom of my heart for listening to our our quaint little f1 podcast and i encourage everybody to go to our social media channels and please uh chime in comment do as much as you can the more you uh the more you help us out, the more we're uh, the more we're uh, uh, active in creating content. Um, and I, again, I thank you guys for listening. I've been Scott.
0: I have been Kyle.
1: And we'll catch you after the Japanese Grand Prix. Thank you. Hey
0: everyone, thanks for listening to Paddock Talk. Don't forget to like and share the episode, and check out Paddock Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Discord.